I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is the show where two nerds sit in front of microphones and try to find the sweet spots where their phantoms intersect. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Kate McKinnon. This is episode 148. Is it? Yeah, that, yeah it was correct. <laughs> you looked at me like I was wrong. It's no. 148. I don't know. We're recording so many all the time, y'all, <laughs> to give me a little <laughs> leeway to write this fucking book that... I mean, I love the book. I'm so excited. Uh, he is very excited, though he thinks everyone's going to set it on fire. Oh, they're all going to set it on fire. But which I, it's not for them. I have no control over that. Listen, I don't know who said it, but my, it's my favorite line of all time. It's like, it's like, do you like writing? I like having written. <laughs> oh, that's very funny. If you would like to hear, I don't know, 147 episodes of my constant self-doubt and and stress and anxiety, and low low self esteem, and, and being uh, mean to panhandlers. <laughs> Y'all love panhandler chat <laughs> with Jordan K. You go to soundcloud.com slash geekdownpod. That is where the show lives. We hang. We hang. It's a bad part of town, though. We understand. Listen, if you if you are don't want to get into philosophical debates with panhandlers either, SoundCloud is not the place for it. No. So maybe you just want fresh geek down content brought to you every week we understand totally get it we do not begrudge you i would get takeout all the time if i could all the time but we are poor yep. so we can't yep saw a tweet today don't conflate broke with poor broke means you don't have any money now till your next paycheck yeah it means you can't get takeout this week mm-hmm. poor means you can't get takeout this quarter yeah thank god i like me growing noodles like a lot. I really love spaghetti. <laughs> like Chris thinks I've got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> you know who else loves spaghetti? Is it Chauncey? The Geek Down Internet Elf? It is. He it, delivers the content to you. He's Elvin. Carbohydrates do nothing to him. No. Motherfucker. He's just a beautiful, gorgeous elf. Beautiful sculpted sculpted sleek elf. With a sack full of podcast episodes that he wants to smash into your device of choice if you subscribe to this endeavor anywhere you get your audio content. And if you would like to, you know, help us be less poor and or broke, then you can do so by contributing to our Patreon. Classico ain't cheap, y'all. It's true. Actually, I just get the can, like the can stuff. Oh, like the hunts? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. 98 cents? Oh, yeah. Yeah, girl. Sometimes it goes on sale. What about that life? Oof. Glasgow, you can get down to $2 sometimes. That's when you're living large. Oh. That's when you are living. I get the basil stuff. Mm. I switched to pesto recently myself. How Got was, a little yeah. concerned about the sugar content of, uh, added sugar content of most tomato spaghetti sauces. I don't really care. <laughs> I'm not having sugar really right now, so I'll take any sugar I can get. Sugar gets added to everything, Caitlin. It's true. It, I'm good at... You're... Tomato sauce is loaded with added sugar. I'll break your shins. Saw a book at Major Canadian Retailer that said how to be gluten and keep all your friends. <laughs> That's funny. If you have thoughts on how you can be gluten and keeping all your friends, you can hit us up on any of our socials at GeekDownPod, usually Twitter. Get above Twitter. That's, yep. where, that's where I spend the most time if I'm going to do anything on socials. You can Google us. At GeekDownPod. Just throw it into Google. You'll find us somewhere. You'll find all our stuff. Yeah. Our stuff. Our stuff. Um, and though we did talk about Patreon very briefly, we also have to talk about Kofi. 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 Coffees. They're great. I've had like nine in the past 24 hours. Yeah. He's fine. His heart's fine. Totally, it's great. Totally fine. It's fine. I'm not going to die in my sleep <laughs> tonight. It's fine. <laughs> that vein that's coming out of his head. It's fine. It's always been there. I mean, the building isn't shaking? <laughs> No. Just this this like tremor I'm developing <laughs> in my spine in lower lumbar region. <laughs> uh, uh, getting old and falling apart's fun. Isn't it the best? Yep. Uh, uh, we actually have some stuff to talk about, surprisingly. A little bit. A little bit. Up first, pornography. Fantastic. I was hoping you were going to say that. Uh, so you have not seen this story yet about the about the porno, this, this channel that quietly popped up on Pornhub? 
No. Have not watched it myself. Have not. Okay. The title on this BuzzFeed article that wrote it up. Okay. I wasn't going to go to the actual site because, you know, we've we've been through a lot together. And even if it's just an advertisement playing off to the side, I really don't want to no. witness acts occur no. with Caitlin. No. It's not a real thing we're going to do. Um, so this gentleman named Ryan Creamer. What's his name? His name is Ryan Creamer. I don't know that's that. I don't know sure, exactly I'm his sure name it's or not. a family name. So the headline is, a guy created his own Pornhub channel and has been sharing hilariously wholesome and uplifting videos. Some of Ryan Creamer's most popular uploads include, I encourage you as you continue searching for the right video to come to. That's, see, I told you. Here's another one, and I'll show you the screenshot so you can see how he looks in most of these. Okay. I, your stepbrother, decline your advances, but am flattered nonetheless. They're just little two-minute videos of him yeah. actually doing the thing that the title says. Right. Um, one man's been recording videos of himself fully clothed, performing extremely wholesome and safe-for-work acts like, I deliver you a pizza and don't put my wiener in it. <laughs> um, See, I told you Pornhub was going to be the place to go. You're going to have nice conversations on there. So the first one, the first, the first upload titled, I Tuck You In After You've Come, features Kramer doing just that. Oh, the big jolly smile on his face. He even kisses you, the viewer. Good night. Aww. Uh, as he said, quote, it was not really pre-planned. I had an idea for the first video. That was the only idea that I had. Within a couple of days, it got big on Reddit. Other ones, POV forehead kiss compilation. I hug you and say I had a really good time tonight. And my personal favorite, I ride in a taxi and don't have sex with the driver. Amazing. If you know, you know. You and know, a, you know. And a lot of you know. Oh. Don't play like you oh, know. like 99.9% of you know. Yeah, you fake taxi fan motherfuckers. <laughs> y'all, be knowing, y'all be knowing about fake hub out there. Don't be, don't be lying. We know. <sighs> the Brits do it better. That's great. Um, That's fantastic. Yeah. Here's your, 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 sweet, your sweet porn update for, yeah. the, See? for the day. I told you, Pornhub, it's gonna. There's gonna be a revolution. It's coming. Get it? <laughs> what? But um, oh, that was great. That's great. <sighs> All right. Well, I got like one more thing, but I mean, you can. Okay. Well, we'll go back and forth. All right. I'm gonna throw um throw this out there. Um, I'm sort of excited to announce that there's going to be a Wicked movie coming. I think I, I just saw that. Yes. So it's probably a little dated now. Um, some details that are really exciting uh, for those who absolutely love the musical. Um, so uh, they've gotten the um, the people who um, who are writing the screenplay are those that adapted the book by Gregory Maguire into um, a musical in the first place, right. which is uh, Winnie Holzman and composer Stephen Schwarz. I think that's how you say his name. I'm sorry, all those, you know, musical nerds who are freaking out right now. Um, they actually have a release date already, which is December oh. 22nd, 2021, which I think is impressive. Nobody knows who the main characters are going to be yet. I hope they do good casting. And the um, it's being put out by Glinda and Elphaba, dummy. I know. I just didn't know if you knew. I just want to make you feel stupid. I dated a woman in the, in the last decade. Okay, but not I'm everybody well, loves Wicked. I'm well familiar. I didn't say I loved Wicked. I said I lived with a woman. I know. I said I meant not every woman loves Wicked. Mm. Not all of us. Mm. Not all of us. There's some people who hate musicals, and some of those people are women. I've met them. Hit us up on Twitter. Let me know if you can listen to Defying Gravity without crying. Anyway, uh, it's being put out by Universal, and the uh, director is going to be Stephen Daldry, I think his name is. Um, and he was supposed to be uh, doing the Obi-Wan solo film, but... That, you know, that's Found some free time. Yeah, magically. Um, so yeah, so it, that's pretty exciting. Um, I'm very excited to share the news with senior correspondent Chris because he loves Wicked. The only time I've ever seen you consider buying a record was the Wicked soundtrack. For senior correspondent Chris. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it was all right. I liked seeing it. It was a good musical, but it wasn't my favorite. Come for me, Chris. <laughs> So, yeah. Also, isn't the book, like, weirdly pervy? Oh, 
the, a lot of weird sex stuff in the book. The book is completely different. Yeah. Like it, I was, I had. I, I think then girlfriend was rather taken aback by. Yeah. A lot of the. Well, I, I read the book first. <laughs> Don't kink shame the wizard, y'all. Yeah. I, I read the first book first before seeing the musical and was, I knew it was going to be different. It always is. Right. But it was very different. They're very different beasts. Do not expect the same thing from one to the other. T'other, if you will. T'other. T'other. So, yeah, I'm excited about that, though. So, what's your other bit of news? It's not really news. It's just it's just a thing that was passed to me. I have I have a acquaintance who, to put it delicately, um, we both enjoy trash. Okay. Love, love a good trash fire. Okay. And given that we are coming off our discussion of one of the best trash fires in recent memory, mm-hmm. the Fire Festival, the Fire watch, Festival. watch it on Netflix. Um, this colleague, Allison, sends me a link on Facebook to an article in The New Yorker. I'm not trying to besmirch Allison. Never really took her for a New Yorker reader. Right. It's a very small group. Seems a little odd. Mm-hmm. I click the link and I'm... I came to this organically, so I didn't know that it was already, like, bubbling up. It is a, like, 12,000-word article. It is, like, the cover story on this week's, well, now last week's, no, two weeks ago's <laughs> issue, <laughs> issue of The New Yorker. Okay. By Ian Parker. Okay. Um, a suspense novelist trail of deceptions. This is from the February 11th issue of The New Yorker. About A.J. Finn. Okay. Author of Woman in the Window. Yeah. Familiar with that book? Yeah. Seen around? I, I haven't read it, but yes, I am familiar with it. One of the bigger hits of the last year. Right. A flagrant continuation of the line walked by girl on the train or yep. whatever other one. Gone Girl, I guess, was kind Gone of the first girl, one. Yeah. Any any book with an unreliable lady narrator, like right. that's that's been the mode. Um so AJ Finn is a pseudonym. Okay. For a guy named Dan Mallory. Sure. Dan Mallory. Has worked a lot in publishing, different publishing houses, both at Oxford and London and New York. Cool. Been around all of them. I'll put it to you like this. When the book is being bid on by publishers, Mm -hmm. kind of ignites an auction, gets up to around six figures. Sure. Maybe even closing in on seven. Wow. Publishing, you were doing much better than Than we thought thought you were. Um. At that point, you know, management, artist representation, decides we should probably let them know that it's a pseudonym and, you know, who's, you know, who's actually by. Right. So they let them know that the book is by Dan Mallory. And a sizable chunk of the bidders say, oh, soft pass. Oh. We're good. Okay. So what this article chronicles over its 12,000 words is that I'm not going to attempt to, like, diagnose anybody, but you read this article, and it's mentioned often that Mallory has admitted an affinity for the works of Patricia Highsmith and the character of the talented Mr. Ripley. Okay. And that maybe he's tried to conduct his life in a similar fashion. Oh. Likes to tell stories about his mom being dead. His mom's not dead. Oh. Like still stories about having cancer. He hasn't had cancer. Oh, dear. At one point, the one I just kept coming back to was he, Parker charts this moment where he had, he had gone to, he had gone to London initially, worked kind of like as a junior, mm-hmm. came back, charmed his way into like a senior position at an American publisher. Okay. That a job he did not have any qualifications for. Right. Um. And then kind of just stopped going to work and started sending uh, people started to get these emails from Dan's brother, Jake, talking about this cancer treatment that Dan was going through and how sick he was. And you know, get all these correspondence from Jake, blah, blah, blah. Jake is his actual brother. Okay. He does, like, he does have a brother. named. I was about to He's say, like, he does not have a brother. He, named he, Jake? Does, he does have a brother named Jake. Um, but then when Dan came back to work yeah. from whatever treatments he said he allegedly was going through somebody asked about jake and he was basically like 
Oh, it was very sad. Jay killed himself. Stuff like that. What the hell? Perpetually. Allegedly, according to this article. Okay. Um, so, I can't even, like, it's 12,000 words. Like, there's, there's a lot to get through. Right. By the end of it, you do get a statement for, like, this guy is a hell of a fucking reporter. He talked to everybody. Right. Um, are you familiar with the work of Sophie Hanna? No. She's a mystery writer. She's, like, the official uh, Agatha Christie continuer. Okay. Like, if you buy a new Poirot novel, it's written by... This person? It's written by Sophie Hanna, who Loki emerges as uh, Queen of Shade. Like, oh. <laughs> basically one of the characters in one of these, like, Christie novels she wrote is basically based on this dude. Like, he's just like a serial liar type oh, of thing. Oh, shit. Um, by the end of the article, so yeah, Parker, like, ends up talking to Mallory's dad... Who just kind of like laughs off some of these questions? It's like, oh, well, you know, Dan doesn't want us talking to people. But well, did this ever happen? Oh, no, that didn't happen. <laughs> oh shit! Um, so he did get a statement. PR firm working on Mallory's behalf is on January 30th. Provided the New Yorker with a statement from him. Uh, for the past two years, I've spoken publicly about mental illness, the defining experience of my life, particularly doing the brutal years bookending my late 20s and mid 30s. And the central theme of my novel throughout those dark times, and like many affected with severe bipolar two disorder. I experienced crushing depressions, delusional thoughts. Um, I'm not trying to skim over this guy's heartfelt confession or statement, but it is the case that on numerous occasions in the past, I have stated, implied, or allowed others to believe that I was afflicted with a physical malady instead of a psychological one. Um, he's basically admitting that he's just been yeah, lying about this to Lots of people. probably manipulate people. Yeah. Um, it is a fascinating read. Okay. I am not doing it justice. Right. For like, it, as it's probably a better suspense novel than the book the dude wrote. Uh, probably. And twelve thousand words. I hope so. Yeah. And what I love is that a lot of the takes have been like, oh, it's just a story of. Look at this, another story of a mediocre white man failing up. True. But also, when do I get to fail up, Caitlin? I don't know. I keep waiting to fail up. <laughs> You have to put on a different accent, just, change your name, and then, like, pretend that you're a big honcho. It's like I keep failing, but just in the wrong direction. Right. You're just failing sideways. Laterally failing. Yeah. Yeah. Stop laterally failing. Yeah. And start failing, failing upward. Up. Yeah. So, friends, if you have any suggestions on how I can fail up, do I just need to walk into a place and just sit down at a desk? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's what Steven Spielberg did. Is straight Bartleby this shit? Like, I just sit down at a desk and then somebody's like, sir. So... One of the best scenes in Star Trek Deep Space Nine is this scene. <laughs> hey, just bear with me, okay? Is this scene where a character, all he does to get into a place goes, don't you know who I am? And he just repeats that over and over and he gets access to whatever he needs. I'm sorry, sir. Don't you know who I am? That's what you need to do. I just need to pretend people are panhandlers. Oh, there you go. Some people envision people naked. You just envision everyone as a panhandler. I just envision people as panhandlers who think I'm more well off than I am and have the temerity to ask me for some of my scant dollars. Yeah. Go to Scrooge McDuckett. I buy the guy Tim Hortons a coffee like once a quarter. I'm good. You're okay. Bad bad Catholic is so conflicted about this. Anyway, uh, that's on NewYorker.com. You can probably still get at it as you're hearing this. Definitely worth a read. Fascinating sort of take on our society. A person that is exceptional in a way, I guess. I guess. In, in his way. Um, Just, yeah, just zero fucks. If you're doing some sort of comparison essay in university, you should do it on this and on the fire festival. <laughs> and let's talk about white men just being like, "Yeah, I belong here." And you could probably, yeah. Don't you know who I am? <laughs> don't you know? Don't you know who I am? Yeah. That's go. how I'm going to get advertising money for this podcast. Finally, you're just going to call people and I'm be like, gonna, "Don't you know who, you, who we are?" Call up Mailchimp and just start yelling. <laughs> <laughs> I think they have enough podcasts, Jordan. <laughs> we need shiny soap to uh, to advertise for us. There's a little oh, throwback Lord. there. Mad throwback. I'm the only. I'm the only person who got that joke. Do you have anything else on your list of your giant list of notes? I do. I do have a couple things. 
So one, uh, I don't usually talk, I mean, I've talked a couple times about, I, I'll hit on like a YouTube series I really like. Um, if you're into gay culture at all, there is a gentleman who is delightful named Matt Baum. And he does something called Matt Baum's Culture Cruise. And he talks about uh, media and television and all of that um, with and how they deal basically with gays and coming out and gayness. Um, and specifically he does a lot of episodes about like the golden girls and, uh, designing women and, um, uh, there's a couple others, Mary Tyler Moore. Yo, I would watch like a four part series on Anthony from designing women. You should totally suggest it to him. (laughs) Um, so anyway, so he does these really great videos. They're not very long, but they are really well-researched, and he knows his stuff and well-talked about, um, and I've been really enjoying it. So if you're interested in that stuff, go check out Matt Baum's channel and see if he can give us some of his advertising dollars. <laughs> um, and I think that's about it. That's all I got. Oh, and also, um, Senior Correspondent Chris was delighted that I put paprika in his egg salad the other day. Because you do season your because I do season you do season your potato and egg salad. Yeah, I know what's up. Um, remember a couple things that I forgot to bring up on the last episode we recorded. Okay, about more things that I have I have watched and I have seen. Mm. Um, I promise Neverland. Right, did not forget. I didn't forget, but I didn't get a chance. I know we were like super amped when we first talked about it. Did yeah. not forget. Uh, watched. Watched episode four. Have not had a chance to watch episode five yet. That'll be out by the time you're hearing this. I will certainly be caught up. Twisty turnies continue. And good twisty turnies. Uh, I think so. Okay. Listen. 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 I'm not built for week to week anymore. Right. I am impatient. Mm-hmm. I feel like this can be excused if I read the manga and not just a wiki. Right. So I have skimmed portions of the manga. There was an accusation made at the end of episode four. Right. Uh, I have seen how that shakes out. It is interesting. I don't know all the finer details of of what's happening, but uh, I think I was flipping through a very climactic point in the story. Maybe the end of the first act into the second. Shouldn't be forgiven. What? You were going ahead. You're not waiting. I guess suckers out here. <laughs> the manga is readily available. You can go to any bookstore. No, because if I go into a bookstore, I buy books, <laughs> that's, Jordan. That's your problem. So I go to the record store. So I go to the bookstore because they don't have records. Often. Often. Um. So yeah, still, still pretty dope. Oh, that's good. Still, still enjoying it. Um. And a random thing. <laughs> You'll appreciate this. I got into a talk with a colleague at work about uh, Star Trek. Fantastic. Yes. Um, Typical, you know, light ranking of captains, things like that. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, we're both Picard dorks. Um, Janeway was the best. (laughs) Janeway was the best. Name me one thing Janeway did. She got them out of somewhere that was almost impossible. She kept them alive, most of them. What did Picard have to do? Oh, I'm just going to voyage around and have fun adventures. <gasps> Anyways, continue. I actually love Picard, but... Bite your tongue <laughs> drop. Um, I was lamenting... We were talking about you know the different approaches to Star Trek and what we like. And I right. mentioned that, you know, obviously, Zane wasn't really... He didn't really fuck with Discovery that much. He, mm-hmm. didn't, he didn't like it that much. Um, and I said, well, Caitlin's okay with it, but, you know... Caitlin's Caitlin's about diplomacy. That's what Caitlin wants. (laughs) Jordan wants all those moments that have nothing to do with nothing. You could just show me the five hours it takes when they're like, you know, when it cuts from, we need to go here. Right. Make it so. And they walk away somewhere. Yeah. And they cut and they come back and they're where they're supposed to go. I don't want to see that. You want to see them getting there? I want to see what the fuck Picard was doing for the five hours it took him to get there. Right. And... I think I forgot. I think I thought that Star Trek had gotten taken off Netflix. Right. It has not. No. It's still there. I was just, 
it popped up on my suggested on Netflix. I was like, let me really look at this. Let me really dig in. Right. There's an episode, and forgive me, nerds. I don't know. This, I don't know the season. The episode's called Family. Yeah. It is the post Borg two parter. Yep. Denouement. Picard goes to France to find himself. They have some shore leave. Mm-hmm. It's it's Worf and his parents. Yeah. It's Picard and his brother. Yeah. Ain't no nothing. <laughs> ain't no exploring. Ain't no diplomacy. It's all character moments. And I was like, yes, Lord. <laughs> I'm just watch this episode. I'm just savoring the savoring, savoring that it. episode. Savoring it. Picard and his Jean Luc and Robert fighting in the wine vines, <laughs> grape vines, whatever the fuck you make wine with. <laughs> People have been up for like 27 hours. Uh, <laughs> just like, yeah, let me save, save her all that shit. Yeah. It was Worf in Russia? No, he was on the ship. Worf didn't go back home. Oh. Worf stayed on the ship. His parents came to the ship. Oh, okay. Um, that great talk with, great talk with Guinan. Oh, I love Guinan so much. Best character. Did they ever fully explain her? Yeah. What, what you, the explanation? She always of? acted like she was, they always like, wrote her like she was god she was um what do they call and the only thing uh, i remember is like telling some she told some story about how the borg destroyed her planet yeah like, she's a she's a uh it's just the tea i'm almost positive her race they live for like a crazy amount of time and they've dealt like they know the q continuum very well right and yeah cause she knows q too. they've just like traveled everywhere and like are super super knowledgeable and he's like kind of scared of her too right like yeah he calls her a, is it a pixie he calls her something, and she does this, like, hand gesture that can, like, s- prevent him. But, no, they haven't fully explained the race. Okay. I was just wondering. Yeah, yeah. just talking about, you know, because they were, as they tried to, like, they couldn't go with him on his exploration of, like, his Klingon identity. But, you know, they tried. They tried to make, you know, whatever yeah. fucking blood pie or whatever the Klingons <laughs> are eating. Um oh my God. <laughs> it was a dope, and I loved it. It was just all character. Nothing else. See, I think you'd, I really do think you'd like Deep, Deep Space Nine, but I don't think I you could get through the first I was season, there for first, first season. season. I was there. Third season, it just like, oh, it's so good. It's so Girl, good. I think I was pretty steady up till The Defiant showed up. Like, Such a good series. Mm. Such a good series. So many good moments. I did read that article you posted on Facebook where they mocked up the all the captain's quarters. Yeah. And we, it was weird. We'd literally the day before been talking about the captains and their quarters and their ready rooms and like what it showed about them. And like we went through all of that. I was like, hey, look, other people are nerds too. <laughs> Not just us. Yay. So many nerds. So many nerds. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I talked about everything else I've been watching on last week's episode. Mm-hmm. I just forgot to mention that I watched like the one episode of Star Trek that. So was good. like set on Earth and had no had no like real conflict, either. Or spaceships. It, it was Picard's like conflict of the soul. Like, right. Am I gonna go raise the floor of the ocean, or am I gonna go back on my spaceship? Spaceship. <laughs> spaceship. Spaceship. <laughs> um, I also, because you brought up Star Trek, have continued to watch Discovery. It's continued to be great. Okay. Uh, I'm really really liking second season. Like it's really good. Very solid. I saw complaints somewhere on Twitter. I don't remember what they were complaining uh, about. Somebody falling in love without any motivation, I think, maybe. What? I don't know. Or two characters. Michael getting sweet on somebody? or mm yeah. No. Girl, I don't know. People are stupid. I just get the tweets. You just get the tweets. You don't know. Get above Twitter. <sighs> All right. Well, I think that's a solid first half. Light and tight, y'all. Yeah. Your man's fading fast. Oh, I can tell. <laughs> gotta get through this episode. You gotta get through it. So when we come back, we're going to talk about the things Caitlin and I brought each other after this break. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the show. This is the part of the show we talk about the things that we brought each other but first before we get into that we have some rules yes the first rule is the rule of three and that is if the thing comes in parts then we will watch consume read listen to three of them so the thing has a chance to become the thing it's trying to be the second rule is hashtag save it for the pod don't talk about the thing no what, what, 
is wrong with you? Everybody talks about the thing. You don't want to be like everybody else. No. You try not talking about the thing. You do you. And don't talk about the thing. Unless you have mics in front of you. Yeah. Like we do now. We have mics in front of us. Yeah. And we're trying to give you guys the hottest of takes about the things that are not that hot anymore. (laughs) So not hot. It's a hard job. And therefore, we cannot talk about the things before we are sitting in front of these microphones. Takes are delicate. Their integrity does not hold up under much stress. No. You can just be like throwing takes around before you're recording. That is that is not okay. They won't hold up. No. Third rule is, well, it's not really a rule. It's more of a policy, is that there will be spoilers. We're going to talk about some things. Do you care? What do you think is like literally 20 years old? Which depresses me, but it is 20 years old. And one thing is like, you can't really spoil it. But I mean, I guess if you really have your own personal policy about spoilers and you're just like, no, I can't know anything about anything. No. <laughs> no. Um, then you can just like leave, but like in a nice way. Like, you know, let's make you another cup of tea before you go. But now you've had that cup of tea and then you have to go. That kind of thing. It's like 10. We've had dinner. We've had dessert. Yeah. We've had coffee. We talked. We had some good chats. It's going to take you like at least half an hour to get home. But it's like 10 and I got a kitchen full of dishes and like. Yeah. And you know, time. you can tell I'm fading. You got to, you got to be able to read the room. Like it's time. Yeah. You got to go. Time. It was time half an hour ago. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like standing a lot. Yeah. <laughs> to keep my legs moving. Yeah. And just get, like to try and get you to stand. I'm getting Jimmy legs. and Yeah. And just being like, hey, is your coat in the closet? Did you want me to get it? <laughs> like that kind of stuff. Um, we are great hosts. Yeah. We are. We've fed them dinner and everything. It's time for them to leave. If you care about spoilers. But if you don't, stick around. Stick around. Yeah. Always got time for people who don't care about spoilers. Yeah. You can just stay all night. Stay over if you want. (laughs) That's familiar. What? We're hosting. I'm not saying you can stay over. I don't have much space around here. (laughs) You can stay at Caitlin's house. Come stay with me in Hamilton. No one wants to stay there. We like to alternate. We are going to start with the thing. I brought Caitlin, and I was I was struggling. I was trying to think. But this is how we ended up with the debacle a few weeks ago. Yes. I, just threw, I just threw Shiro Bako at her. I was like, "That's the thing I watched once." I was trying to think. What are those things that What are those things that I liked when I was like in it? He was like real in it. So Caitlin, yeah. I went back. I went back to the bedroom. Okay. The bedroom I had in my parents' house. Okay. I really want you to envision this. Okay. I've never described this for okay, the I'm listeners. Actually, I'm closing my eyes. I've never described this for the listeners. Okay. I may not have ever described it for Caitlin. You should really try and close your eyes. It'll help. I want you to picture blue paint. Okay. I want you to picture a bedroom untouched since I moved into it as a nine-year-old. Okay. So there's some things that are like really juvenile, but just... Incidentally, like a sailboat mobile, no, still kind of hung above my bed. Seriously? Nobody ever bothered to take it down. <laughs> I mean, I think you're great. <laughs> um, red, yellow, and blue striped wallpaper. Okay, kind of a diagonal stripe. Ooh, okay, it's different. The red matched the red metal Venetian blinds on my windows. Okay, and they're like very dusty. Oh God, yes. Yeah. Okay. What do you think a 20-something knew about dusting Venetian blinds? Okay, yeah, nothing. Zero. Zero. And this was the room I lived in. I also had, it was a very nautical theme. I also had like a sailboat painting. Okay. Somewhere in there. Yeah. Also very dusty. And at the foot of the bed was like the desk. Mm-hmm. Just a disaster. Oh, yeah. Coke cans, papers. Just Everything. Books. Yeah. Just. This was like the start of high-speed internet, so. Oh, God. Socks would crack in half if you God, <laughs> struck them on the edge. <laughs> struck them on the edge of us. A- <laughs> so gross. Ew. No, God, please, no. no. Why? Dudes are gross. And above the desk, a mm-hmm. couple bookshelves mm-hmm. with books. Yeah. And also, not a small selection of anime figures. Okay. A little Spike Fay. Okay. Spike Fay Iron and Ship. Of course. Had some, uh, had a YF-21, had a die-cast metal YF-21 from Macross Plus. Fantastic. Had one of those. I was thinking, what else did I have? Like, let's go back to that. What figures did I have? What, what did I like enough that I would buy, spend money on a figure of right. it? Right. With your disposable income. All that. Oh, my God. 
early 20s gas station job pulling 400 bucks a check just like woo woo no expenses let's go to devonshire mall <laughs> even if you did have expenses even if it wasn't pay week they just kept raising your credit limit so why not why not this will sort itself out <laughs> in the end i'm 22 <laughs> oh fuck <laughs> basically and i remember i was like scanning in my in my mind's eye all these figures that i had lined up and i went oh fuck that thing mm-hmm. i had a figure of that I had a little little lady in a black dress and a fellow in a black suit they came with a big ass robot with clunky feet fantastic i think i'm gonna give that to caitlin what was that friends this is a very long intro but it's built up to it though it's the big o y'all what's the big o some old farts out there probably remember it the big o or zabigu o okay nice this is a Japanese anime television series created by designer Akechi Sato and director Kazuyoshi Kadayama for Sunrise. The writing staff was assembled by the series head writer Chiaki J. Konaka, who is known for his work on Serial Experiments Lane and Helsing. Okay. The story takes place 40 years after a mysterious occurrence causes the residents of Paradigm City to lose their memories. The series follows Roger Smith, Paradigm City's top negotiator. He provides this, quote, much-needed service. With the help of a robot named R. Dorothy Wainwright and his butler, Norman Berg. When the need arises, Roger calls upon Big O, a giant relic from the city's past. The television series is designed as a tribute to Japanese and Western shows from the 60s and 70s. The series is done in the style of film noir, combines the feel of a detective show with the mecha genre of anime. Set pieces are reminiscent of tokusatsu productions of the 50s and 60s, particularly Toho's kaiju movies. And the score is an eclectic mix of styles and musical homages. What I also found interesting about this show, mm-hmm. planned as 26 episodes. Yeah. Canceled after 13. Right. Airs on Cartoon Network. Yep. Toonami, Adult Swim, whatever. Very popular. Mm-hmm. As anime often does, after episode 13, just kind of ended. Right. Left a lot of questions unanswered. People were mad. People yelled at Cartoon Network. Cartoon and, Network was like, it's not our fault. Cartoon Network said, not our fault, but maybe we can fix it. Oh. And the first time I think this had ever happened, Cartoon Network went to Sunrise and was like, if we throw you some money, will you make some more Big O? And they said, yeah. Cool. So a couple years after the fact, they made another 13 episodes and finished the story. That's amazing. So that's the Big O. It's like if Bruce Tim Batman had <laughs> giant robots. Yeah. I just thought this was a really eclectic mix at the time. I never finished the show. I think I got about halfway through that first season. Like, I could not just watch it on television. Like, right. I was buying tapes or DVDs or whatever the fuck I was buying from, like, Electronics Boutique at and the Devonshire Mall. Men with large coats that are like, hey, kid, I got some anime hair. <laughs> Gross. Boo. So, I had totally forgotten about the show, to be honest. I will probably want to settle back in for a full rewatch because I live in a world now where I can just watch this stuff on the internet. You can. Without having to pay $40 per two episodes on a tape. Yep. Another reason why your man lives in the financial situation he does. <laughs> yeah. Very unique for anime. Probably a little more boy-centric. Um, just a weird amalgamation of influences and styles and Caitlin McKinnon. Yeah. Old fart anime. What did you think of that? Um, I was surprised. I thought it was quite good. Um, All right. I was specifically surprised that a giant robot showed up. <laughs> I was not expecting that. Love it when that happens. Um, I also was, I, I liked the characters. Um, it is just Alfred. It's Alfred yes. with an eye patch. Like Bruce Wayne's Alfred. It's Alfred Bruce and I don't know what Dorothy's supposed to be, but. Yeah. But like Alfred just has an eye patch and they named him. <laughs> Norman. Norman. That's right. Um, so that was great. I I cannot stand saxophones. <laughs> <laughs> and please, someone make a cut of this show without fucking saxophones. Oh my God, what is your version of saxophone? I don't like the sound. It's a stupid sound. It hurts my head. I don't like it. I was actually thinking, off mic, I got a saxophone solo to play for you. Okay. <laughs> I legitimately do. I was thinking about it earlier. God damn it. Okay, so... That's great. Um, I he is a weird character because he's like <laughs> a little bit. He's he's like Bruce Wayne, but he doesn't have the Batman side. No. Um, I love the world. 
I love the world building. Um, I love that they just kind of dump you into it. They don't. They don't have this big explanation. I don't understand the weird religion stuff and why Big O is called Big O and why it's what's the phrase? He was forged in the something of God. There's something. Yeah, Old Testament. Old Testamenty or something. I don't know. It's weird and I don't understand it. And I, I definitely did not have to be in the anime. Like it just doesn't add anything to it. From from a skim of the Wikipedia as I was pulling production details, apparently, like versions of Christianity are practiced by characters in the show. Like it's right. a it's well, a, yeah, he's praying at is, one point. But, thing that is depicted, but I don't, I still don't know. Yeah, and I do love, and yet it doesn't make any sense, but I love it that the that Big O, the robot, just like burrows up from random places and causes mass destruction of, of public property. That cop is like, stop, stop it! Yeah, the cop, the cop who's just so angry all the time, and for good reason. He's just <laughs> destroyed a building. Um, but I just kind of love that he, like, burrows up. He, they could have him do anything. He could fly down, but they had him in, instead. He destroys, like, full blocks to burrow up from the underground. Um, I like that. Um... I like a bunch of the different stuff, but the world building was really great. Um, I like that in the third episode, so the first two episodes are like its own little arc. Yes. And then the third episode is like they t- explain kind of more about the world in a way. Like they go to electricity. It's a, gener- it's a generator, right? Yeah, or, it's yeah. like a mass generator. Um, yeah. and it, it Oh, just, yeah, and some dude doesn't, some old fart doesn't want to turn it back on they the town wants the generator turned on and he doesn't because there's some like fucking lizard living in a lake yeah it's like a big they call it eel or something anyways so that was great i liked all that um i find the character and this happens a lot the main character is the least interesting character Mm. i want to know more about the android girl (laughs) and and i want to know more about norman (laughs) um and some of the other characters but that eye patch about norman yeah like oh and this is what I don't understand. Oh, and this was a cool little like bit, but it also it wasn't necessary, but it makes things interesting. The whole memory wipe. Mm. But I thought it said a memory wipe happened like forty years ago. Something like that. But why does I mean old people remember stuff or No, like was it what's his name again? Main guy? Albert Roger. S- Roger Smith. Why does Roger not remember anything? He's not forty. Hmm. And then, like, yeah. So there are bits and pieces there that I'm like, this makes no sense. Where'd you find that robot, Roger? Like, do they ever explain the robot? I think at some point they do. The, the take I got from the wiki was like, first season, very episodic, a few things sprinkled. Mm-hmm. Second season was like, this is all the time we're getting. Right. <laughs> like, so we're going to tell you everything. So it's much more serialized and yeah. clears a lot of things up. So, yeah, so there were some really great things and some things that were like, this was not necessary, but interesting. <laughs> and then there was saxophone. So. Oh, God, I got to get a saxophone drop. Um, Fuck. <laughs> you've you've got to get a scat drop. Yeah, just a real interesting. This show didn't look like anything else at the time. Like, Yeah, it's just... well, the art was great. I'm actually surprised it's so old. Um, it looks better than that. It's aged very well. It remind me, reminded me a little bit, and this is probably why you gave it to me, of um, ba- Batman the Animated Series. And um, also... A, a if, comparison that was made frequently at the time, I recall. And also a series called, I think I brought it up a couple times, um, uh, Arsene Lupin. Right. Um, which was set in like the 1930s um, and... Had a, a thief Lupin, which some people know from the um, anime Lupin the Third, and then there's also been other French properties. Um, he's like just this thief figure, mm. um, but it has that kind of style stylization. No saxophone. Yeah, real kind of like Art Deco slash steampunky in spots. Yes, um, the robot has a lot of gears and like mm-hmm. how does he drive it? Oh, he's got the, the, the handle thing, right? Yeah, pedals and, and handles pedals, yeah. and dials and shit which i kind of like actually i thought that was kind of cool so yeah well yeah what you giving that katie mac um i'm giving that a seven 
fair. It was like a solid, it was a solid anime, right? Like if you're looking for something and it, it really has aged well. Like I'm very impressed. I didn't realize it was that old. And definitely something off the beaten path. I mean, it was a big enough deal to get another season out at the time, but yeah. I think it's kind of fallen off a little bit and uh, people, people aren't checking, definitely aren't checking for it. Mm-hmm. So worth, worth a look. Absolutely. All right. It's on YouTube. In parts. In parts? Yeah. Let me do a proper intro. So is that anywhere? Um, It's actually on YouTube in parts. Oh, my God. Yeah. Really giving you that old ass. Yeah. That's probably been sitting on YouTube since, like, the 10-minute limit. Like... Possibly. Um, Upload dates are, like, 2004. Yeah. It's... Yeah. It's... so there was, I think the first episode was in part one and two, which wasn't too bad. And then the the second one was in like three parts. So. Oh man. That's all, I, that's all I watched Samurai Shampoo back in the day. It wasn't that bad. It's not. It wasn't that bad. So. Give you a little break. Yeah. You know, where you, the commercials would have gone. Use, use, you know, the washroom, grab a snack. It's actually quite good. Do it like how we used to do it back in the day. Olden day, in the gray yeah. days. <laughs> also known as the 90s. Well, that was actually, is the aughts. Ah, uh, yes. The aughts. The, aughts. the 2005s. Did I keep on being like, that wasn't that long ago? And people are like, that was over 10 years ago. It's almost al- 20. Alarming. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. Thing, thing I'm looking at, thing I'm writing about has a lot of, like, footage and writing from that era. Yep. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, this feels like yeah. the 50s. Like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you saw yeah. that game footage I, <laughs> earlier. Ooh, it was rough, guys. It was rough. Are you FF? Um, speaking of something that is old and new again and old again, <laughs> um, I decided and I enjoyed something so much, so much that I was going to give it to Jordan, and it was Batman: Return of the Caped Crusader. I saw it on Netflix. Um, I believe, um, housemates were watching it. Um. Thought it was really, housemates were watching it, thought it was really neat, um, and had a lot of fun watching it. It was just a fun thing. Um, it was, came out in 2016. It was a direct to video from Warner Brothers. I think it maybe aired or they showed it in like 10 theaters or something. It was directed by Rick Morales, I think his name is. Um, Rick Moranis. Not Rick Moranis. Rick Morales. Unless it's Morales. I, I don't know how to pronounce it's it. It's probably Morales. Um, but he's done tons of animation directing. He's done a ton of Batmans. He's did Young Justice. Like, tons and tons of animation directing. And I think it shows it's like a really well-produced, well-directed piece. Um, And the best thing about it, it's old Batman, guys. It is 1960s Adam West Batman in cartoon form, and it stars the voices of Adam West, Burt Ward, and Julie Newmar. Jordan, what did you think? Give some plot. Okay, well, um, basically, uh, Catwoman, the Riddler, the Joker, and the Penguin have banded together to um, steal a bunch of stuff. And Batman has to stop them. Is that a good enough plot? But what happens? Who becomes the actual villain? Um. Oh. Oh. Right. Okay. Well. So. So yes. Yeah, so they. Uh, Batman needs to try and stop them. And the Catwoman slips him this poison. It looks like she sprays him with something, or I don't know what. Yeah. It's. It's some kind of thing to make him bad. So he'll join them. Evil spray. Yeah, evil spray. And it doesn't seem to work. It doesn't seem to have any effect on, of course, the Batman, right? That's ridiculous. There's this thing with a, with the rocket. There's a whole thing with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, Batman gets back to Gotham. And slowly but surely, the evil spray does turn Batman evil. What a twist! But not the evil you're thinking. If anyone knows D&D, they'll understand when I say lawful evil. And he takes it to, like, the extreme, which is everybody has to follow the rules. I just remembered the, the scene where he's pushing the baby carriage as the mother of the baby. 
Anyways. <laughs> so Batman is like, well, no one can do the right. They're not doing the right jobs. They're not doing as good of a job as I could do. They And the villains have stolen, love, love the 60s, have stolen basically a 3D printer. Yes. But that they can like. But know, a gun, some, right? Some sort of ray gun that can like duplicate shit. Yeah. So, so Batman, like during a chase, the Riddler is like shoots a pothole and then now we can shoot potholes in yeah. the street. So Batman shoots himself with the gun. And makes versions of himself to run Gotham the way it should be run. Yep. Because the police are bumbling. Commissioner is an idiot. Um, no one's doing anything right. People are not parenting their kids correctly. He needs to become their parents. Um, and it just like is absolutely absurd. Uh, yeah. Good time. So I did not know if this film was going to have anything for me other than like a fun, like a, oh, that was fine. Yeah. Um, but then it got like really self-aware in the middle. Yeah. Um, not even on the like just the genius of it is it takes the grim dark Batman and throws it like in this environment. Yes. It was the moment when it's first starting to settle in on him, and I think I think it's the rocket scene. He's like fighting all the villains. Yeah. And if you are a nerd, you catch these immediately. When Adam West goes, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. And I'm like, are you serious right now? He goes, this isn't a spaceship. It's an operating room. I'm like, are you serious right now? You're just going to have Adam West drop like Michael Keaton and Frank Miller lines in this in this thing? I was like, that was the moment where I was like, okay. All right. We're doing. Yep. We're doing something a little more, a little more special here. Uh, these actors are old. So yep. <laughs> some of the voice, the voice acting, not the greatest. I thought it was all right. It's fine. How did the three versions of Catwoman show up? It really is a love letter to the 60s yes, Batman. Like, Because um, at the end, it's like they, Robin and Catwoman kind of team up and break out all the villains. Because yep. they know those are the only people who stand a chance of, of defeating Batman. Mm-hmm. And so that's when you see like... If you remember the 60s shit, like Egghead's there and the the weird Robin Hood squire looking guy. I was about to say and, Robin Hood and... Um, all those like minor villain of the week type characters mm-hmm. that showed up on, on the old the old TV show. Um, all three versions of Catwoman are there yep. at one point. I don't remember how that happens, but... They just... I think they just are. Um, and yeah, it's really... It really is a love letter to that. And like, by inserting the grimdark version of batman and showing just how like more absurd that is as adam west (laughs) like is like frank miller through adam west is like not a thing i ever thought i would expect expected to see and then you watch this and then you watch this or nor would i expect to a see and uh b realize i needed (laughs) to see in my life it, the absurdity of it is just what I loved. It was just ridiculous. That they're having their big showdown and like oh, the utility belt battle. That's yeah, what it was. Yeah. And I mean, like, listen, if you thought it was ridiculous when he pulled out the bat shield in the live action, you can get even more ridiculous with the, you know, the unlimited freedom of, you know, animation where you can oh, do like yeah. anything. It was not what I expected for it to veer in that direction. Um, to go like that version of evil Batman. Yeah. You know. Like the, it, he's not stealing stuff. He wants to make everything work right. Yes. <laughs> or like to like bitch out Commissioner Gordon and that and Irish cop who's always around for just being like incompetent fools. Like, yeah. It's like, it's like, you guys are fired. Yeah. I'm the commissioner now. <laughs> he just puts on everyone's hat. <laughs> this is Batman with different hats. Um, yeah. Like you. Like, you would normally expect, like, bad Batman to be like, yeah, like, you steal things or, like, jaywalk or something like that. Like, that's bad. That's bad Adam West Batman. But no, he is, like like you said, lawful evil. Mm -hmm. It's like, this place needs to run properly. So he becomes a dictator. Yeah. And turns everyone into Batman. Every every infraction is, like, the demands the most severe punishment possible. Yeah. You you litter, you're going to jail. Like, Mm -hmm. um. So I was very surprised by that. And I mean, the, the, the climax and you know, resolution of that plot is not not terribly surprising. I mean, it plays out oh, kind of the way, yeah, kind of the way of you expect not. it to. Um, were they leading into the idea that Aunt Harriet thinks they're gay? I think, yes, absolutely okay. they were. 
100%. It kind of starts off with her like, oh, she knows he's there, Batman and Robin. Yeah. By the end of it, it's like, like Dan Harriet. <laughs> Dan Harriet's Harry, gator is on point. What would Frederick Wortham say? Uh, <laughs> this is, uh, it doesn't seem fair to give it a 7 anything, even if it's a 7.5, so I'll give it an 8. It surprised, oh, it surprised me. Good. Surprised me more than I was expecting it to. I thought it was going to be like just a thing that I watched that was like, oh, remember? I didn't think it had anything to say in 20, you know, 18 or whenever this came out. Um, 2016. 2016. I didn't think it had anything to say post-2010. Right. Um, other than just a fun nostalgia trip. But it did have something kind of fun to say about Batman and the character and just how those different versions of him have played out over the years. And I mean, I know they've done, I think it's over now, but a few years ago they had a Batman 66 comic that ran for like yeah. a few years mm-hmm. uh, that told, told new comic stories set in the Adam West Batman verse. And I mean, if that comic worked as well as this did, I might, I might have to check that out in my free time. If I ever get free time again, you're never getting free time ever again. Never, you're a grown up. Never again. You're grown up now. Get the stop button and pass out. That is on your Netflix. Woo. For the moment, until Disney Plus steals it. <laughs> Actually, no, Disney, that's Warner. Yeah. Warner Brothers owns DC. Is Warner still, it's free? Until they decide to start their own thing. Yeah. And take all the Batman shit, but. Consume it. Consume, they, already, they already do. Maybe, maybe. That's why I don't get to see Young Justice 3. Like Maybe they'll, they'll buy Netflix. No, I don't think they can afford Netflix. Yeah, probably not. Aquaman didn't make that much money. Oof. Friends were raspy. We're tired. We're just, tired. Just, just podcasting like crazy for y'all. We're just kind of parched. Parched. Listen right. to the tag. You're going to hear Caitlin's stomach rumble. Yeah. It's going to be great. So we're going to get the hell out of here. You got an hour. I don't know what the hell you want, more you want from us. Yeah. You're fine. It's fine. You're fine. Deep breaths. It's fine. Just take a paper bag. Because, you know, breathe into it. Programming note. Your man's might not be here next week. Yep. And there may not be a podcast next week. May not be a podcast at all. Might be a special guest. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. You know, life is life comes at you fast. We just go with the flow, <laughs> and try not to, you know, drown. Like a tree on the wind. Tay on the wind. That's just us. Oh, okay. You heard reed. I know reed in the wind. No, you never saw Nell. Never saw what? You never saw Nell. No, what's that? Oh my God, <laughs> Mr. Malash, this one's for you. Oh God, Nell was like the first movie Jodie Foster did after Silence of the Lambs. Okay. It was about a, like, woman raised by wolves out in the, like, woods. Okay. And she was raised there as a kid. I believe Liam Neeson played the, like, psychiatrist that was trying to communicate with her. Okay. And she spoke English, but, like, this real kind of, like, slurred English. Like, and the one thing, I, I've never seen the movie. I've just seen the trailer. <laughs> okay. For some reason, Mr. Malash and I always enjoyed talking like she did in the <laughs> in the trailer. And one of the things she said, I don't know what it was supposed to signify, but she always say, hey, on the way. Tay on a wing. <laughs> they figured out it was like like a tree on the wind. Right. Tay on the wing. <laughs> That's what this podcast is like. <laughs> yes, we have been raised by wolves in the wild. <laughs> That's exactly what this podcast is like. Just a couple of tays on the wing. <laughs> Woo. Oh. Well. We're going to get the fuck out of here. If you want to talk to me, you give me your hot nail takes. I'm delighted to hear them. If you want to let me know if I need to see that. Is that on Netflix? <laughs> Something's got to be when they start taking everything. <laughs> you know what I want? I want all those I want all those second movies. I want the movies famous actors and actresses did after the one that broke them. Uh, I want fucking Sleeping with the Enemy. I want Nell. Mm-hmm. I yep. want... I want... Wow, well, what the fuck? Flatliners? <laughs> like... <laughs> When all them ones that like stars of the '90s did after after the ones that broke them. Whew. Where's that? Where's that channel? Yeah, movie. Get on that. <laughs> where's my curated block of those? Uh, oh, one good rant for the road, y'all. If you yeah. want to hit us up on any of the socials at GeekDownPod, usually Twitter. Yep. Or if you require more space, GeekDownPod at Gmail dot com. Or swing by that Facebook. We're not gonna do it. We're just gonna go. We're just gonna go. Yeah. We probably won't answer your Facebook message either because we we're will. There. <laughs> we will. I swear we will. It's part of Caitlin's revolution. Friends, I'm gonna pass out on this microphone, so I'm just leaving. My name's Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. The theme song is by Rob Gasser, and we will hopefully see you next week.
touch that? Was that you? <laughs> That's my Jesus stomach. Christ. I'm starving, okay? Can I put anything in? <laughs> so can I put, any, <laughs> I can I put anything in you? 